Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Look Who's Talking Mao. I am your host, Chris Mowry, and joining me today are two returning guests, and we're here to talk some football. Jason Trebu. Hello. And Carrington Harrison. Hey, what's up with you guys, man? I appreciate you having me on. Glad to have you back. We're here today to talk uh, Kansas City Chiefs as well as some other football topics, but first, Carrington, you do have a new show? Yeah, on CBS Sports Radio. I called it the Harrison Experience. And then I realized about the Joe Rogan experience, like it took me two weeks. Yeah. I just wanted to have it where it had like an acronym, so it was T-H-E. That's what yeah. I was thinking in the beginning. And then I was like, damn, people are going to oh, think shit. I copied the Joe Rogan experience because yep. it popped up on my recommended. I don't ever listen to the Joe yep. Rogan experience, but then it hit me. But um, yeah, it's every Sunday on CBS from 9 p.m. to 1 a. The turnaround from Sunday night to getting up to do the regular show on Monday is not very fun. No, that sounds brutal. The marathon continues, as yep. Nipsey said. <laughs> All right, so last Sunday, the Chiefs beat the Patriots, uh, securing their fourth consecutive AFC West title. And my first question to you guys is, is the Chiefs defense finally starting to come together a little bit? I was going to ask you guys, how many do you think the streak goes up to? It's at four right now. I mean, between Denver, Los Angeles, and Oakland, when is the next time we see one of those teams winning the AFC West? I mean, Denver would be the closest, I think. Um, I'd say probably I'd, Oakland, but would, I'm I'm no because I, I I think David Carr or David Carr. Well, he's pretty much David Carr. <laughs> yeah, um, I think Derek Carr. He he has one more year left in Oakland. I think Max. Like I I I don't think he's the dude, and I don't think Gruden's the dude either. I'd be really curious to see what they do because they have two first round picks. They still have the yeah, Bears' first true. round pick for Khalil Max. So I mean, that's if right. they want to go get a quarterback. This is the first year in theory they can do so, and they can sell it like we're going to Vegas. Let's just start over. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's. I just don't. I don't know. I I, I don't trust Gruden. I guess enough to like to to make that decision. They they or, or to make the good decision. Mayock yeah. might make that decision. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mayock has been kind of impressive. Because you got to um, think Mayock and or Mayock and Gruden. They didn't pick Derek Carr. So I mean, true. this if you want to get out of the deal, you can. And I mean, if you're a team like Chicago. I at least call and see what it costs to get Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. And then Trubisky, like last week, plays great. And everybody's like, what the hell? Where did that come from? Yeah, well, I think the Raiders actually played pretty well this year despite all of their bullshit they had going on. They were fine up until these last three weeks. Yeah. These last three weeks, they've been embarrassing. But before that, they were were competitive. I thought they were pretty impressive heading into this Well, Yeah, I I thought they were were really good too, but it's – They've been so bad that that's why I've just been like, there's moving forward, maybe they're going to be a little bit better, but they've just been so bad the last three weeks. And it's like, I can't buy into it. And I didn't buy into it for that like four week stretch. I was like, okay, well, let me see how it plays out the rest of the year. And it's been so bad. And I'm like, you got to get rid of Carr. And then, like, you know, like you said, do you draft a quarterback? And then, like, who, you know, who are they going to draft at that point? I mean, there's two picks. I mean, they got the Bears pick and then their pick. I don't think the Bears are making the playoffs. They're not nope, making the they're, playoffs. Right. So that's like two so solid picks. 13 and 15 in the right. NFL draft. I mean, you trade 13 and 15, you can get up in you the can, top but eight probably. You, you've got, I think you've got the Dolphins who are going to take a quarterback. The Bengals want a quarterback. Yeah. Um, and the Bengals will be, the Bengals will have the They're, first they're probably going to be number one. And then, like, you know, this, is Tampa going to bring back Winston? Are they going to try and move up? I think there's just like so many teams that want a quarterback. I don't know. Like I, I think the Raiders are in a tough spot. No, I do think but, they're in a tough spot. But but they do have ammunition. Yeah, to, no, to they fix got that. Like you said, they so. got all the draft picks to go ahead. And but fix I, it. but I, I like Drew Locke. I thought that he was a steal for the for the Broncos. 
Um, I can't believe that he kept dropping in the draft. Yeah, I, I couldn't thought, believe it. I thought he was going to be at least a low first. It made a lot of sense for a team yeah. to at least take the gamble, kind of like what happened with Lamar Jackson. It, I thought yeah. a team was going to end up the doing The same that. thing with him. I was like, how did he How did he drop to the last pick in the first round? And then the fact that he kept tumbling. I mean, I, I give Denver a lot of credit for how they played it. I mean, I think Denver read the market really well, realized the quarterback that they wanted, they could get cheaper and cheaper and then when they yeah. finally felt like he was at risk of being taken they traded back up to go get him so i yeah. think the broncos were always going to take drew lock it was just a matter of they could continue to get value for the right. quarterback that they wanted I mean, and they played they played it smart I'll give a lot i think of they did too and in a way it's similar to what the chiefs did with mahomes i thought like i like you read all the reports they wanted mahomes yeah but they didn't have to move up to number two or number three mm-hmm. you know so the bears what moved up to from three to two to get mm-hmm. Trubisky, insane. But um, I loved what the Broncos did. I liked Drew Lock a lot. Um, when they drafted him, I was kind of, I was like pretty pissed off in the in the sense of my my football life. No, that makes sense. I, yeah, because I didn't one want to play against him because I think yeah. he's gonna be pretty good. But he was a Mizzou guy too. Yeah. So the char- well, in the Chargers too is like Rivers there next year. Is he still playing? I think Rivers is gonna retire. I mean, this is mm-hmm. so like if you look at his contract, like they, it's kind of the same as Brady's. Like they can yeah. get out of the contract fully at the end of this season. I just don't know how you bring Rivers back this season if you're mm-hmm. them. Like I just don't know how you can sell it to the rest of your team. Like I always say that age hits faster in the NFL, and people just never expect yeah. it. Like I think that's kind of what's happened with Brady. I think it was kind of obvious in the AFC Championship game. And then we saw it in the Super Bowl, and then we kind of been trying to talk ourselves out of it for the last three months when <laughs> it comes to how he's played. Yeah, I think the same thing has happened to Rivers. Rivers mm-hmm. was really good last year. He's probably one of the eight best quarterbacks in the league. And now this year, I think he's been a huge disappointment. He's just – you can't overcome the turnovers that he has. No. It's just it's, – it's impossible to do. Well, he, he – like, he could in the past. Like, he could – he personally could overcome those. He hasn't been able to this year. Um, he's been awful. That that Chiefs game, the, the last Chargers Chiefs game. Um, Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he looked terrible, though. I was – but I was – I don't think there's a quarterback I dislike more – uh, in the NFL well, than Philip Rivers. I but I, the way that I saw that game going, I I had to leave. I was in a hotel in Portland, Oregon, and watching that game, and I like had to walk out and like put headphones on, listen to it on, through my phone because I was like, he's gonna come back. They're gonna score. They, they're gonna do, go for two. They're gonna win the game. <laughs> like my entire night is ruined. So, but when he, when he, when he threw the interception, obviously I came back, saw the highlights, and I was like, okay, well maybe this dude, maybe that's done. Like he's. He he doesn't he doesn't have the arm strength anymore, and he just can't overcome all the turnovers. And he's been a turnover machine like as long as I can remember. But. They're still a talented team, but if if like he's gone, then they're then they're rebuilding. And it's a whole yeah. yeah. So I'd say five or six in a row, maybe. I'd say fit. I'd say five. We get at least one more consecutive title in the in the AFC West, and then. Because that's just a yeah. long stretch. It's just so hard to predict it because Reed's advantage in the division is so big. Like yeah. aside from the games against Peyton Manning, he's like twenty-one and four all time in the division. So it goes to show you the advantage that they have. As long as Derek Carr is a quarterback, they just seem to have the mental advantage over Derek Carr. Yeah. Like it's just something about when he plays the Chiefs, he just plays very differently than yeah. he does the quarterback position. And Mahomes being so much better than everybody, I think it gets to like. Seven or eight before it's like realistic that you can say. I mean, unless no, I think so. uh, uh, unless Drew Locke gets a whole lot better, right. which yeah. is certainly possible. Like we were talking about this on my radio show yesterday. Like, people are like, ah, oh, but like, 
how do you know with Drew Locke? Like, I don't right. know one way or the other. Like, yeah. he could be a bum. He could be Jay Cutler. I, he could be good. Like, I like I, no I, I like what I've seen. Yeah, I liked him in college. I like these the first two games. But that was, like, the point with the Raiders. Even if the Raiders go and get a quarterback, mm-hmm. they're, you know, two years maybe from competing mm-hmm. against the Chiefs. And if Drew Locke is just okay, like, they're you know, they're not going to win the West. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. It could be 2022 or 23 yeah. before there's like a legit contender out of those three teams. Yeah, I just say like there's no there's never a way of knowing, but I think every year we know that of first year quarterbacks, one's going to take a massive jump in year 2. Like this year, yeah. Lamar Jackson took the jump. Like when who did any of us think that Lamar Jackson would be a consensus top 5 quarterback in the NFL? I thought he was going to be good. I never I, thought he yeah. had a chance to be a top 5 quarterback in the NFL. I thought Baker was going to take that jump this year, but Baker didn't take it this year. So one of those rookie QBs, whether it's Daniel Jones, whether it's Drew Locke, like someone's going to take the jump next year. It's just yeah. figuring out who's going to who who's going to be. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting Lamar Jackson because I remember when they took could be Kyler Murray for Arizona. Yeah. It could be him. Yep. When they took Brown, I was like, can Lamar even get him the ball downfield that far? Like, because he's a speed artist. Mm-hmm. It's like, can he even throw that far? And now I know that yes, he can. <laughs> he's he's the MVP of the league this year, but. Yeah, I did not see Lamar Jackson being his. Being but his I mean, this could be thing. like, why can't this Chiefs run be like the Patriots run? Yeah, in the, in, we're in the in, East. In the, yeah, in the East. You know, like because like no one in the East can get their stuff together, and except the Bills. Yeah. Sorta. They haven't won a big. They haven't won a big game yet. You guys believe but. in the Bills? I'm off of the Bills. No, I they don't. need. I, I I don't believe in Josh Allen. They need a better I, receiver. I mean, Josh Allen is, for some reason, been, has been like propped up in the media as like this massive improvement, and it's like, oh, he's taking these giant steps, and I'm like, that, like what, what giant steps? <laughs> like, he, like, what he, was their game on Sunday? Who were they, they were playing the the they Ravens? The Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens yeah. Steelers this week on Sunday Night Football. When they were coming down the field at the end of the game, and they literally just needed to throw a lob into the end zone, yeah. they had no one to throw to. He was. They were literally like, "Yeah, they don't really have any big receivers to throw to right here," mm-hmm. and it's like Cole Beasley and like John yeah. Brown, and like it just doesn't make any. The, like I don't think the receiving core makes sense. Um, no. For what Josh Allen needs, but. but I don't know what he needs to be completely honest because I filled in for this national show over Thanksgiving, and we were talking a lot about Buffalo because they played on the Thanksgiving game, mm-hmm. and I was kind of critical of Josh Allen. So a lot of people from Buffalo were calling in, and they were using that point. Man, look at the jump he made from year one to year two. Well, he was terrible in year one. Yeah. He completed fifty-one percent of his yeah. passes, so it jumped to sixty. Was it that bad? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed fifty-one. I mean, mm-hmm. his yeah, first year bad. he completed it was like fifty-two point six percent of his passes. Now he's completing like sixty point two. He's thirty-first in the NFL in completion percentage. So yeah, he took a big jump from last to second to last this year. Like, it's just it's my big thing in the NFL for quarterbacks is completion percentage. Like if you look at it. If you complete less than 64% of your passes, those are all bad quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Like, there's not one quarterback that's completely less than 64%. You'd be like, oh, that's a good quarterback. Like, it's, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, Gardner Minshew. It's just like, so that's kind of, to me, the line. I mean, it's never been easier to complete passes than it is right now in yeah. the NFL. They're like, the line used to be 60. Like, you had to complete 60% of your passes. Now it's like 65, 66%. Like, that's what the elite good quarterbacks do in the NFL. Dude, Drew Brees is, what, 75% Insane. right now? It's it's insane. Like I, I, that's. I mean, I, I know he's kind of dink, dinking and dunking a little bit, but yeah. still, that's, like, just the, that's just the NFL. That's now, the league though. now. Yeah, I mean, it's like you still have to complete complete that pass because there's a defender on that receiver. 
even if you're throwing that little five yard out, little eight yard slant or whatever. But yeah, Allen I think is awful. I think he's let's see, he was in the draft with Rosen. Yeah, yes, yes, like yes. he's gonna be slightly better than Josh Rosen, but I like I I think in three years he's done in Buffalo. I liked Rosen a lot. I just don't think he's ever been given a good situation. He's like, got I was it. I was really high on Rosen coming out of college. I actually liked him the most out of all those quarterbacks. I just think that I mean the Arizona situation was just obviously bad and they were yeah. looking to get rid of him. And then you go to Miami and Miami couldn't decide what they wanted to be for the first five months. Like they've actually turned out and they're better than anybody had anticipated them yeah. being. Like well, they've yeah. been really competitive. Three wins. Yeah, three they, wins, right? They've been yeah. really competitive. Like and, and last week they should have won against the Jets, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it was a bad call late in that game. Oh my god. Field goals. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, Miami's been I, I'd love to see if they hit their over in Vegas just because I mean their over had to be so low. Yeah. The over was was it four? It might have been four and three and a half. And a half, half. I don't four know. And a half, we got to look and see. But I, their up, their yeah. over under couldn't have been very big. That yeah. team looked like it could have been the worst team in NFL history because they were talking about tanking before the draft. Yeah, they weren't like, talking about. They were doing they it. Gave, <laughs> they were gave doing away it. Tunsil I think, like, and, and you guys, stills. the media, were talking about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, before the were, draft, it was like just tank this year. You want the first pick next year. And then they've messed that up. They didn't even tank three right. And they thought, yeah. yeah, they thought that the first pick you were tanking for Tua, and that's right. That's well, not I mean, like, gonna be. I like it if if that were my team. I don't care that they won three games. Like they have so many picks, they dumped yeah. so many contracts, they got rid of players that just weren't gonna like fit into like what Flores is doing. And I like Flores I, a lot. I like Flores a lot too. I think it's like they could have won four games if I were a Dolphins fan and like just excited with all the picks the directions Absolutely. of that franchise i i think they're going to be good in five years i think it gonna be really good in five years and i mean it, it's just it's not the nba like you pick seventh it's not that hard to go from seven to two in the nfl draft mm-hmm. if you really want to like it's, it's not that difficult so win games build a solid foundation set a culture that we're no yeah we the front office might accept losing we're not going to accept losing you're right you got those picks i mean they have three first round picks it's this insane. year. You can get you, you can do whatever you want in the draft with two, three first round picks. Two seconds. Mm-hmm. They got they have they have five picks within like whatever it is the first forty five. Yeah, they have like seven in the top one hundred this yeah, year. Yeah, so it's it's insane. They, they could do a a Raiders type thing where they just reload. All yeah. over, and I mean, that's, that's and that's kind of what they did. I, this year. I, I you got to hit on those picks like Oakland did. Though Oakland hit on a lot they of those picks. I mean, Josh Jacobs. I thought Jonathan Abram was going to have a really solid year. He got hurt. I mean, they really <laughs> reached on Farrell, and yeah. like they should have drafted Farrell yeah. fourth overall. That was a big reach. Max Crosby's been good this year. Yep. The Raiders drafted really, really well this yeah. year. Yeah, they did. So yeah, hopefully Dolphins do a similar similar thing there. I mean, they got the picks for it, but let's talk the little Chiefs here. How I'm trying to. So before the season started, all of our news, local news outlets and everything would not stop talking about the Super Bowl. And I was like, you guys are – the season hasn't even started yet, and you're talking about the Super Bowl. Do you – are the Ravens their, our biggest challenge, like, going forward in the, into the playoffs? Or do you feel like there's another team that's going to give us issues when we get there? I think there's only five Super Bowl contenders left in the NFL. I think it's the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Saints, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. I don't think any other team can win the Super Bowl at this point. Now, I say that. I'll put an asterisk by it. Some team could go on a Giants run in 07 and get hot and go on that type of run. But realistically, based on we've seen 13 weeks of NFL action, I don't think there's another team that can win the Super Bowl. Like, 
I don't trust Houston enough to win three straight playoff games. Like, they haven't shown me that level of consistency. I don't think that the Patriots can score in two consecutive games against good teams. Like, the Patriots have played four good teams this year, you would say. Four playoff-type teams. I know they played a team from the NFC East, but neither one of those are playoff-type teams. Yeah. They didn't score 21 against Buffalo. Didn't score 21 against Houston. Or, uh, not against Houston, against Baltimore. Didn't score 21 against Kansas City. And then scored 22 against Houston. And I was in garbage time. Remember, they were down big. They scored those couple touchdowns for the onside kick. And then, I mean, against Philadelphia and Dallas, one of those teams are going to make the playoffs. Didn't score 21 against either one of those teams. Like, you can't beat playoff teams 13-9. to I mean, we saw that in Kansas City during the Marty Schottenheimer era. Like, you're, you're just not going to beat good teams 13-9 to back-to-back weeks. So, I don't think the Patriots are that realistic to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and was it the, the fine that you mentioned? Every head coach has been in the Super Bowl. Shanahan was with the Falcons, the Falcons, yeah, so the, the Falcons offensive coordinator. But yeah. everyone else, but every other coach has been to the Super Bowl. And was it three? Three's one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, maybe the Rams could get hot, but I, I, I'm not so a believer. I'm sure. not a believer in Jared Goff. This is gonna be hard like, for them to make the playoffs just because they're behind Minnesota. It's true. So that's gonna be it's the true. Thing. But that's like, but if, if they go on a run here, and, and and I think they're the only team that could go on that Giants run. Yeah, no, that, it, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Like, that's like, right. like, if they get into the playoffs, they could go on that run. I, I, I don't think they're going to make it. I'm really it. high on Tennessee. I think Tennessee's playing great is one of the. I, I can I, see I, that. I, I, I know they got Ryan Tannehill. I think Tennessee. I think Tennessee. If we had to reseed it, I think they're probably the third best team in the AFC. I'd yeah. probably say Baltimore one, Kansas City two, Tennessee three. But I mean, you can't undo the first part of their season right. with Marcus Mariota. But I mean, since Tannehill's been there, six and one. Derrick Henry's rushed for 100 yards four consecutive yep. weeks. I mean, they've been. They've been really, really dominant these last couple of weeks. I, it's kind of funny because the playoff picture, it's kind of the same on both sides. Like, we know who five of the six teams are because we know San Francisco or Seattle. One of them's going to yep. be the five seed. One's going to be the two seed. And then in the AFC, Buffalo's going to be the five seed. It's hard for them to be the six seed based on how many wins they have. Right. So it's really like three teams fighting for one spot yep. in both divisions. So we'll see who gets the six seed. So in six seed, it could be Houston. I mean, they could drop out of the playoff picture if they lose to Tennessee. Uh, Pittsburgh could be it. Um, and that's just crazy that I know. Pittsburgh is there. Yeah, like, it's it, nuts, man. That that coaching performance from Tomlin has just been amazing. It's been one of the like it's been one of the best I've seen in ten years. And I like I think they're gonna end up falling out of the playoffs and I think it's gonna be Tennessee that slots in there. Because they they're they're right they're right there, right? They're yeah, both t- like Yeah, so Pittsburgh yeah. is in the playoff picture. The playoffs started today. Tennessee down the stretch, they have Houston for two games. And then they play um, New was Orleans it? at home next week. They play yeah. New Orleans. That's why I kind of think Chiefs and Bears could get flexed out for Titans Saints. I think that could be the Sunday night game next week. And then uh, Houston. So they play the Tennessee for the two games, and they have Tampa Bay. That's their other game. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, they that's they got a tough little run coming up then. Yeah, and, mm. and I have no faith in Bill O'Brien I'm whatsoever. With like, I'm with like, like I'm, who did they, who did they just lose to the Texans? They got smoked by Denver. Denver. Smoked, yeah, and that's, that's they were down thirty-one to three at halftime. Smoked. That's like a team like the Blue. Texans should not lose to Denver. Losing is one like, thing. Yeah. <laughs> to be down thirty-one to three at halftime, that's another thing. That's that's the embarrassing. That's so thing. bad. One game. One game ruined my sports betting weekend, and it was, <laughs> it was that game. That game. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, jeez. I mean, Denver's got pieces, but that that you should not lose like that to them. Um, no, dude. That was just. It, that's worse than any Andy Reid debacle. You know, like like I've freaked out on Andy Reid losing to teams that he shouldn't lose to. That's like a completely different 
No, that category. That's like, that's just, yeah. yeah, that's 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 embarrassing. Because yeah. I, mean, I mean, any given Sunday happens to everybody. Like I think any given Sunday happens yeah. to the Chiefs. Like I think the Chiefs outplayed the Titans earlier this year and just lost the football yeah. game. Like every metric you can evaluate football games, I think the Chiefs won. They just ended up losing at the end. Like that's going to happen over the course of the season. Like I mean, the Saints lost to the Falcons earlier this year. Like that's just going to happen. Being down thirty-one to three at home at this point in the season just shouldn't happen. It's like, fireable. Yeah, I mean, it's fireable. it really goes to show yeah. you the definition of a trap game. They yeah. played New England. They won against New England. They had this game sandwiched in the middle with the Broncos. Then next week they travel to Tennessee. I mean, that's the definition yeah. of trap game. That's a huge game too, Tennessee and Houston. Huge. Yeah, that's big. big deal. There's probably like five games that really decide the AFC playoff picture. Two of them are this week. Next week we get Bills and Patriots, yep. which is going to be really that's big. Major. I mean, that yep. decides who wins the AFC East. So, I mean, it, it's probably five games that decide who makes the playoff in the AFC. That's wild. It's just insane to me that it's the Bills. Like, I, I even thought the Jets had a better chance of getting and playing better this year. But it's wild to me that the Bills are the team that are playing the Patriots to in the biggest game of, man, that's probably in like 15 years. It's probably yeah, probably their biggest so. game. Yeah, probably so. Because we talked about this a lot at the beginning of the season where – I think you could see that one of those AFC East teams is going to make the playoffs other than the Patriots based on the schedule. Like you can kind of look yeah. and see, all right, this schedule, you can navigate. Yeah. Like So much of the NFL is just schedule-based and health-based. Like Who on your team's available in these key games? Who do you play through the course of the year? Like The Patriots, if you gave the Patriots the Chiefs schedule, it'd be 9-7, and seven, I think, this year. Like If they had Green Bay, Minnesota, Baltimore, Houston, like I mean, the, uh, the Colts the Chiefs yeah. played this year, like... The Chiefs have played a pretty difficult schedule by NFL measures so far this season. If the Patriots have that schedule, I think they're a fringe playoff team. And I don't know if they make the playoffs with their offense, honestly. I hope they do. I'd like to play them again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> they beat them, I think. I want to play the Bills and the Pats. Like, one of those teams. Give me one Just of those one teams. One more? Yeah. One more time. I'd say Pittsburgh and the Pats, but I'm... I would, I'm say, yeah, I would take Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh too. With Duck. Duck Hodges. I just don't... I, I don't know how Pittsburgh is doing. Like I know coaching, I'm with you on Tomlin, but Man. backup, backup quarterback. James Conner's been hurt, banged yeah. up all season. Juju hasn't had the season that people thought. Yeah, he their second had string had. running back is also out, so they are on their third yeah, or fourth guy. I mean, guy. they're doing it with. I mean, they're doing it with I duct tape. Like, I like Snell though. I think Snell. I like Snell too. Yeah, I, I like him a lot in Kentucky. Yeah, me I like him a lot. I th- I thought he was a really good pick uh, for them. And I like their backup too. Is Samuels? Is that who it was? Yep. Yeah, yeah he was good too. But yeah, he's not like Snell's kind of taken over that role. I like, think so. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you could just because you can run, Snell. you can run the football with him. And Samuel's more of like, I feel like like a James White. Yes. Everybody's yeah, trying yeah, to find their James White. Everyone's Austin Eckler. Everybody's yeah, yeah. trying. See, Austin Eckler have like 110 catches yeah. this year. It's gonna be insane. insane. He's great. I Michael Thomas Austin. has 119. He's on pace to break the record. It's so many like records that aren't being talked about. Brady's on pace to throw more passes in a single season than any quarterback yep. in the history. This version of Brady, not like yeah. 07 Brady, not like 2011 yeah, Brady. Not Randy Moss. Yeah. So you should throw the ball more when you have Randy Moss. To, to Muhammad Sanu. Yeah. But they had a running game. They had a Jacoby running game. Jacoby Myers. Myers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till Jacoby Myers in 2018. <laughs> It's crazy to watch the Patriots offense, how it only works with trick plays. Yeah. Like, that's the only way they can get big, dynamic chunk plays. Like, I think Nick Wright tweeted this. Um, Their five biggest plays on Sunday against the Chiefs were the flea flicker to Edelman, the running back pass to Jacoby Myers, two defensive pass interferences, and then Brady scramble. Those are their five biggest plays on Sunday, which is insane. Like, they don't have the ability to just line up and beat you, which is just insane given what we've seen about the Patriots. Man, I think we knew their dynasty was always going to crumble. That's how most dynasties end, but this is crumbling in a very big... They've had a great 96 hours. 
between trying to cheat to beat the Bengals and all this stuff that's going on. They've had a great four or five days. Like, how do you know the dynasty's over when you <laughs> when you got to cheat, 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 cheat to beat Cincinnati. the Bengals? The, yeah, the one in twelve Bengals. Oh my god! That yeah, and that's. Do you think? Do you think that's a big deal? The this whole Patriots debacle thing? No, I don't think it's a big deal. Like I, I do believe. I think Judy Bautista's NFL Network. I was reading this. She said that the league reviewed it and they determined like you couldn't see any information that you couldn't get from watching the regular coaches film. Yeah. So why do they go through these extraordinary lengths to try to hide it? Like, that's yeah. the question. They went through some, I, I don't know if you guys like read the story or not. They went through some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, I saw some stuff. Like some, like they signed up for this like fake craft productions uh-huh. and then they used the <laughs> fake. I'm like, okay, so if you weren't doing anything suspicious, why did you have to do, do all, all that? this? To then turn it over and be like, see, we weren't doing anything. Yeah. And then whenever they got confronted about it, they said, let's just delete it and we'll never have to talk about this again. Like, they acted guilty. So I have reason to believe that you were guilty. <laughs> what did Belichick say? He's like, we don't do things knowingly. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, yeah it was, it was, the quote was something like that. And he's like, or, we don't do these these things that are against the rules knowingly. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, knowingly. Cheat. Like, you're you're the guy that, like, that finds every loophole in every rule. Like you wide up a, or you send like an offensive lineman to like line up in the flat or something. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like they did yeah. a couple of years ago yes, against yes, Baltimore. Yes. Like you find every loophole possible and you didn't know that this might be an issue. Like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of the best coaches of all time and you didn't know anything about yeah. it. Like, come Dude, on. You know everything that's going on <laughs> in your building. Everything that's going on in your building. Yeah. We had no prior knowledge. You know, yeah. Belichick. Did you guys watch that Art of Coaching? Yeah, I did not watch. That. I watch. It's really it's awesome. good. It's really good. I watched really it awesome. yesterday morning before I went to work. I watched it. It's on HBO, so it's like Saban and Belichick and their relationship. It's so good over like their forty years they've known each other and kind of how like their past like intersect, but also like take the same trajectory even if they're apart. Like whenever Saban got this job, Belichick got this job. You know, it's it it's really good and it shows. Early. And mm-hmm. it's like a lot of little bits, like how they handle social media, how they handle their coaching staff, how they handle guys leaving, how they handle guys transferring. Like, it's 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 really good. You should watch it. Yeah, I need to check that out. One, the one thing I thought was really interesting Saban said was when he was talking about the coaches on the other side. Like, he knows – he thinks about the other coaches, like the, de- the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Like, he thinks about the offensive coordinator, coordinator. Like, that's a big thing for him. Like, he knows who's calling the plays over there. I thought that was interesting because you never hear – like, you'll never hear Andy Reid and be like, oh, yeah, like – I know that John Harbaugh's over there, and I'm kind of intimidated by that. Or I know who's calling plays over there. I'm kind of intimidated by it. Like, you'll never hear that from him. Yeah. It's crazy to hear how, like, little attention to detail. So I was watching this, like, Fox little quick, you know, those little features that they do. And um, they were doing one with Urban Meyer, and they were saying, so they were showing, like, an onside kick. And he was saying that he had one of his staffers always tell him where the head coach was. And they would pick up on tendencies. So if the head coach was involved in special teams and he's never involved in special teams, that's how he knew a fake was going to happen. He's like, some coaches are always involved in special teams, so it's kind of hard to pick up. But there's some coaches that solely focus on the offense, solely focus on yeah. the defense. So if I see him over there talking to the special teams guy and a staffer comes and alerts me, all right, we've got to prepare for a fake. Like, he would only be talking to him about one thing. Yeah. So, like, just kind of like the little cat and mouse that's game so that happens throughout the course I of love the game. That, is just, that's, I, I, I think football coaching is like, it's more important than any other sport, so I'm like pretty fascinated by it. Like, it always trips me because I normally think that they make it seem like us mortal men can't understand it, yeah. but then yeah. it's like little stuff. Is like, like I never would have thought 
that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like sometimes they like, so, like sometimes I think they overthink it. Like it'll be third and one. It's like you got the best running back in the NFL. Why are you doing a play action? Just yeah. hand yeah. the ball to him, and and then if it doesn't work, hand it to him again. Like that seems very easy to me. But no, this was like a really good. Belichick's been doing some great media stuff. I've been watching that NFL 100. Awesome. So really it's, I don't know if you've seen it or any of it. It's like Belichick, um, Chris Collinsworth, Rich Eisen. And they're like talking to all these legends, and, and he's like open. He's like he's like having a real conversation. Belichick, whenever he wants to do media, is it's really good. good. Like, yeah. like hearing him talk to Ed Reed, and like clearly knowing the appreciation he has for like Ed Reed's skill level and stuff is really cool. And Chris Collinsworth's like geeking out over Emmett Smith, and he's telling the story of how so Collinsworth went to Florida, and then the coach came to him and was like, "You got to show this freshman around." And Collinsworth asking him questions about the freshman. He's like, "Well, he's big." No, is he fast? No, he's like, well, why do we care so much? And then he realized it was Emmett Smith, and when he saw him play, that's why he wanted him. So, like, they've been knowing each other since he was a senior in high school. Like, little, little stuff like that. They're actually doing tight ends next, so I assume Gronk's going to be on there. So seeing Belichick talk yeah. to Gronk's going to be kind of cool. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good time. Um, so last, last year with the Chiefs, our biggest issue was defense. We were, like, 30th or 31st in the league or something like that, and we – that's – Right near the bottom. We still led the league in or one of the top leaders in sacks, but the defense as a whole was absolutely terrible. Most most people said all we needed to do to be a contender and do what and get to a Super Bowl is just be a little bit better than that. Well, as of now, we are fourteenth in the league in total defense. We're that's what we needed to do, right? Yeah, uh, I think there's we, probably a couple things mm-hmm. um, with the defense. I think that we have enough information at this point to know what the Chiefs defense is really good at and what they struggle at and the teams that will give them trouble. Like, I wasn't that worried about the Patriots offense in the game because the Patriots, to me, just don't have... They don't have the style of offense that really gives the Chiefs problem. Like, the Colts, to me, can do it. Really strong offensive line, can run the ball effectively, Mm -hmm. can just kind of take the air out of the ball. Like, the Titans, to me, were a team. Like, all right, you don't really match up that well against the Titans and what they want to do. The Patriots aren't that kind of team. I think the test is going to be... Let's say they play Buffalo in the first round of the playoffs. Buffalo, I think, is really solid defensively. I think Buffalo can run the ball adequately, and I think they have a good offensive line. That's going to be the kind of test to me that yeah. gives them like a like a real challenge of their defense. Because, I, I again, I, I think those kind of teams that are physical and can kind of punch the Chiefs in the mouth, mm. I think those are the teams that they typically struggle with. But the, the, there's no denying that they are far improved from last year and that they're capable of taking things away. Where last year's team, last year's team, their only way to get stops was to get a sack. Like, if they didn't get a sack on that drive, you were probably going to score. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I was was interested in it because earlier this season, everybody was all over Frank Clark and were like, man, this guy is just not doing what he came here to do and what we paid him to do. And recently he's been doing his job. He's getting back there, getting pressures. Chris Jones has been playing great. He's sick again. Oh, yeah. Frank Clark, Frank Clark yeah. is? God damn. Yeah, he's having some, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't even want to speculate what it is. Some kind of stomach issue. Yeah, I don't know like what it is. like sending him to a specialist, I think. Yeah, so yesterday, he, right? they said he lost 12 pounds over yeah. the course of last week. Said he was in the That's hospital. He was crazy, getting all kind of bro. IVs and doing all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know, man. And he played <laughs> pretty decent in that Pats game. Yeah. I, mean, I think he only played like 35 snaps or something mm-hmm. like that. He got a like, sack in it. He got a sack in it. But I think what helps him, you know, like early on it was like Naughty, Saunders, Jones got hurt. Right, Jones was out. The, like, Agba was the, playing a right, lot. Right, but the interior line I don't think was like gelled together as well as they are now. So mm-hmm. the fact that like Naughty and Saunders and Jones are playing 
so much better. That helps Clark because he's just not getting double teamed like he did early yeah. on. Like those and first Pinnell, four or five Pinnell's games, been playing well. yeah, he's been playing pretty good. Those first four, four or five games, it was like he was just getting chipped. He was getting double teamed, and I wasn't that upset because I was like I could see that like the effort was there, and I, I and I thought that it was going to come around. I just thought that there were like three or four other guys on that line that weren't kind of like helping him. So yeah. I think that that they're playing well. That's what I'm st- like excited about the most is I think that the interior line's playing so well that that I, it just helps everyone. Helps secondary. Helps Frank Clark. I think I, that's what I'm most excited about the defense. I'm happy about the defenses. I think they've transitioned from playing very passive to very aggressive. Like yeah. last year, I think they let offenses kind of take it to them, mm-hmm. and they let offenses kind of dictate. All right. This is what we want to do, and we know you're not going to be able to stop it. I think just the attitude we saw against the Patriots was just very different. Like, you very rarely see defensive players get in Tom Brady's face and jaw with them and go Loved back it. and forth on multiple times. Yeah. Like, Chris Jones, I think, brought the energy. Like, you're not going to push us around today. Like, you yeah. might have pushed us around last year. This is a completely different year. You're a different offense. We're a different defense, and we're going to take it to you that – I think the addition of Frank Clark and his kind of attitude and his swagger and Tyra Matthew. Like, Tyra Matthew has been exactly what you paid yep. for. Like, yep. maybe Sammy Watkins wasn't what you paid for. Maybe Anthony Hitchens wasn't what you paid for. Tyra Matthew Definitely has not. been the – like, whatever your expectation was for Tyra Matthew, he has been exactly that. He's been yeah. a solid defensive player. He's been great in the community. He's been great in the locker room. He's been great for uh, leadership and mentorship and all that kind of stuff. Like, you could not have gotten better value for what you paid for from Tyra Matthew. But I think last year I felt like – and I don't know if – Carrington, you agree, but it was like the entire defense was like a, a react, like you were saying. So rea- it was a react to what the offense was doing, and you saw that when Barry would get when Eric Barry came back and was yeah. just like before the snap of the ball was just screaming and yelling sometimes. I yeah. remember that too. Uh, to Scandrick, yeah, yeah, just yeah. In, in the Col- the, in the Chargers, Chargers game, game. The Chargers yeah. game. but he yep. would do it, and then in the playoffs, like he was just like he would see things and he's trying to react to it before, like okay. But now it's like they're really aggressive. They're attacking the football. Matthew is doing what he came here to do, which is kind of just play center field a little bit. And like Jones getting up in Brady's face, like they were just so aggressive last week. It's just, it's like, it's the polar opposite of what I saw the end of last year. And it's, that also makes me excited. It is aggressive. They're not just sitting back and reacting to whatever the offense is doing. They're kind of taking it to them a little bit. I haven't seen it. Maybe I mean they were kind of like that. Maybe the first year Bob Sutton was yeah, here. That, that, yeah, that's probably what, Peter's first year. Yeah. Peter's first year was probably when it yeah. was like that. It's kind of funny because we we're talking about the art of coaching. One thing I've learned every time I watch people talk about Belichick is I remember Martellus Bennett said this, and I think Saban said this is Belichick does a really good job to me of defining exactly what your role is. Like once you come into the fold here. This is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. This is your responsibility. That's why he always says, do your job. Right. If you just do what you're supposed to do and focus on your assignment and all the other 10 guys do their assignment, we can win and we can play good football. That I think last year, you had too many people that didn't know their role, didn't know their assignment, yeah. and then worried about what the other person's assignment was. That like, you don't see those mis- like There's always going to be miscommunication. You know, right. other team audibles, uh, you know, formation shift, all that kind of stuff. That's going to happen. But you don't see, I think, the outward confusion a lot that I think happened a lot last year. Kind of goes to your point about like reacting and making plays instead of kind of letting the offense uh, dictate. Like football is a tempo kind of game. Like I think sometimes we think of tempo only in basketball. Like football is the same way. We saw whenever the Chiefs went through that lull, they let the other team mm-hmm. dictate the tempo. They, they let the Colts dictate the tempo. They let Houston dictate the tempo. That they've done a really good job these last six weeks of e- even against uh, even against Green Bay. Like 
we're not going to let you dictate how this game is played. That right. I think that stuff matters. Yeah. Um, going going into the off season this year, draft draft is before free agency, correct? No, free agency starts. Free agency is in March. March. Yeah, in yeah, March. Yeah. Okay. In March. Yeah. Um, there's like two or three different free agency periods. I feel like it's like yeah. the tampering. Yeah. And then you can actually sign, and then mm. there's like the June one nonsense. So I have I've pulled up a bunch of this cap stuff because I was having a very hard time wrapping my head around it. But I feel Could like ask me. I I, I read this <laughs> stuff every day. <laughs> it I is. read this stuff every day. I can tell you their cap situation very well. They have twenty two million dollars right now. Twenty two it right now. So I was kind of like looking at You guys might be surprised this. I actually pay attention for this for a living. I know it's wild. Yeah, it's wild it's crazy. Works, but I pay attention <laughs> and I store the information so in moments like this I can recall it. Yeah, I don't do it for a living, but <laughs> yeah, I, I store it. I store too much of All it. All of that's yeah. off the top of my head. How much cash have they got? 22 million dollars. 22. They do exactly have 22. Now, next year whenever I checked on on the site here, it says we still have 22 million. It didn't adjust for yeah, like people it, leaving yeah, and it, all it's that. It's a lot of stuff. So we were talking about this actually Tuesday's show. We talked about this. They can clear up to 55 with like some pretty clear cuts, like Sammy Watkins, yeah. for example. Yeah. Like they can get out of Sammy Watkins' contract this year. Laurent Duvernay Tardy, they can get out of his contract this year. Damian Williams, they can get out of his contract. So it's like it's like five or six contracts that if they really want to get out of, they can. The Sammy Watkins deal is just so bad. I knew it was bad from the beginning. Everyone said I was being negative for not believing mm-hmm. in it. This is crazy. He is the fourth highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. If you're going off cap hit in the NFL, That's he's the fourth awesome. highest. The, the three that are ahead of him, listen to the names that are ahead of him. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack. Those are the only non-quarterbacks in the NFL who have a higher cap hit than Sammy Watkins. It's insane. Like Slightly better than Sammy. It is Slightly, insane just the contract that they signed him to. He's like, he's like 13th in the NFL when you factor in quarterbacks, but of non-quarterbacks, he's 4th in the NFL. That's it's, wild. It's crazy the contract that he signed. And he's so, it, it's, he's so talented. Like when, 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 when he catches the ball and starts running, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, like, but, like when he's focused. And I think that that maybe, I don't know, it's, it's hard to speculate like why he... You know, had, hasn't been this this star receiver in the NFL because yeah. I the talent's there. The just talent is there. Like happened. it's to me similar to like a Julio Jones. I think, I like, think he's a catfish. I think the Sammy Watkins. I think there's always <laughs> players that like we think that about. Like man, the talent's there. How often do we see the talent? Like at some point, man, like any business, it's a production yeah. business. Yeah. What yeah. do you do? And Sammy Watkins hasn't been the receiver that people thought he was going to be since 2013. Yeah. Like, this is a long time. I have this theory that when guys are drafted from, like, major schools, we just always hold them in high regard for so long because we followed him in college. Right. We saw him. We're like, well, he dominated at Clemson, so he has yeah. to do it. Like, that if, if Sammy Watkins went to most State or if he was like John Brown, we'd be like, yeah. oh, there's no way he can do that. He went to Pittsburgh You'd State. You'd be like, yeah. what a great career he's yeah. had. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable, man. Like yeah. 50 it's catches just, a year, I don't 700 yards. I don't understand it with Sammy Watkins. I mean, he, but he, he, a bit of it is like the highlight stuff. Like the one-handed catches. Like he, I, I think that to your point a little bit on that, like even when he got into the league, it was, it was like these over-the-shoulder catches. He had a couple mm-hmm. of these highlights, and you're just like, okay, that's his – that's his career like that's who he's going to be and he's got the ability to do that but it just hasn't because like they're still um they're still running nfl network ran a uh 
Chiefs. They were doing something on the Chiefs. It was like two days ago. Talking about the Chiefs receivers, and it was like Tyreek Hill highlights from like 2016. And then they're showing Sammy. Sammy's was from 2011. They were like showing Sammy stuff from like when he was like with the Rams. And there's like all this history. I'm like, is there not enough? <laughs> there's not like enough tapes. There's like not enough tape. No, they're, they're showing enough. like the punt return with Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, that whatever Thursday or Sunday night game against yeah. the Raiders mm-hmm. where they were chanting Tyreek. That's crazy. And uh, I was like, we like, oh, we got some more content. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, we got to put him in a Rams. Got a lot of yeah, like we got to put like Sammy in a Rams uniform. Like, He's got to be in a Bills uniform yeah, so you can like, remember the good old geez. days for Sammy. It's funny because Danny and I, we were doing the show. I'm, we might have been in middays. I don't remember now at this point. But it was that draft with him and Mike Evans. And I mm-hmm. loved Mike Evans I coming out at A&M. And he loved Sammy Watkins. So we always went back and forth on who was going to be the better in front receiver. And I'm like, it's clearly Mike Evans. Yeah. Like, he's 6'5". Look at how athletic he is. Like, those guys that are 6'5", otherworldly athletes, just always translate well to the yep. NFL. And he was kind of arguing how the league is changing in speed. And guys like Sammy Watkins are going to be the new thing. So we always kind of go back. And I remember I told you that Mike Evans was going to be a great receiver in the NFL. And you doubted it. What about John Baldwin, though? Oh I yeah. What was, what, was the, what was the? He had a couple catches that yeah. you were like, okay. No, you're right. Yeah. Yo, you're right. <laughs> Have you ever? Uh... I, I was out on John Baldwin. You remember when he did that one? There was some pump up video. It was like at two o'clock yep. in the morning, and he was like, "Gotta go grind, go get it." And I was like, "Anybody that's really putting in work is not making this video." Yeah. I was like, I, I remember I said those right and was like, "Why are you hating?" I'm like, "Come on now, we watch enough media. If you really out here working hard." You're not at 3 o'clock in the morning like, let me grab my phone to show right. you guys that I'm working hard. Like, uh, come on now. There's a, uh, if you YouTube John Baldwin, like, Chiefs highlights, it's two minutes long. <laughs> and half of it is that catch he made against the Broncos. Like, yeah, the one that back. Yeah. That's an amazing catch. That's an amazing catch. an incredible catch. But I just think that that is so incredible. I just watched that recently, uh, like, for reasons I'm not going to talk about. But it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was pretty awesome. I was like, this is this dude's career is a catch that didn't catch. count and it's half of your highlight reel. That's that's terrible. It's funny because this was this is a crazy story. It was at the All-Star game for the Royals back in 2012 and they let us do this big open media for anybody that was in the celebrity softball game. So everybody was talking to Bill Self and Bo Jackson cuz they were playing the game. And I was talking to Matt Castle and he told me this story about the greatest catch that no one had ever seen. So it was like one mini camp and he was, like, describing it like John Baldwin, like, one hand, like, back arm catches it. And he was like, it's the best catch I've ever seen. He's like, he's going to have a great year, be on the lookout. I'm, you know, it's 2012. I'm like, yeah. all right, all right. You know, yeah. see, Matt Castle told me this. No, no. But you're like, did he throw the ball? Did Matt Castle throw the ball? <laughs> yeah, that's what he was saying. Like, he might have just ran, like, that's a great route, saying. and he was wide open, but that ball could have just gone. That's what he was saying. Any direction he had to make that <laughs> That's I got so many funny stories about that room. Just a side note, um, I tell people this like I I've met a lot of famous people that I don't really get starstruck at this point. Bo Jackson was one of the people I was like, damn, that's Bo Jackson. <laughs> like you know oh what I god. mean? Like oh god, that's Bo Jackson. And then it was crazy to see. So Christy Teigen played in that softball game too, and this was before she like she was on Sports Illustrated, but she just hadn't like really blown up yet. Yeah. Like it was just like she wasn't in the room. Like no one was talking to her. No like. She now might be the most famous person in the room now. Like, yeah. when you think about how big she is and, like, her her brain and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, really goes to show you how, you know, six, seven years can, like, really change stuff. I mean, she was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I mean, but Self's in the room and Bo Jackson's in the room and, you know, um, John Hamm's in the room and Paul Rudd. Like, Chrissy Teigen, she's, like, the 19th most famous person there. Like, yeah. no one really cared. That now, I, I would have talked to her back then. <laughs> I would have been very interested in talking to her. So, 
I feel like in this coming off season, Jones for me is you have to re-sign him. But like, what amount is he going to get? Here's my question though about the cap: Can you afford? To pay two defensive linemen and as much 20. money as it's going to cost. Yeah, I, totally, I mean, that's, I said that's that earlier. a lot Not of a money. Chance. Not a chance. So think about it. They've paid one person at basically every layer of the defense other than corner. Yeah. So they paid a defensive lineman. They paid a linebacker in Hitchens. They paid their safety in Tyron Matthew. Are they going to pay another defensive lineman and just keep doing it this way at corner? I mean, they might. I mean, I mean, right now their plan at corner is working. Like yeah, whatever well, yeah, they've Ward, done. Yeah. Ward's been a nice. Ward's been a really nice. Well, Ward's been like, good. He's been uh, good. Fenton's been Fenton. good. Uh, Breland on that one year, two million dollar deal's been good. That's a great. Fuller's that's a great been bad. Sign. I mean, I, Fuller's been real bad. Fuller can't hurt. come back next year. No. Uh, unless unless he's come back on a cheap deal, a one yeah. year, five million dollar incentive laden right. deal. Get healthy. He yeah, he, because he, he hasn't been healthy. He can't come back next year. At least not on, I, on any kind of money. But yeah, I mean, I are you going to pay Frank Clark? So I'm looking at your thing right now. He's going to make twenty seven, twenty two point seven million dollars yeah. next year. Yeah. Are you going to pay Chris Jones twenty twenty two point eight? So no. he makes a little bit more. Like. I, that's you, just that's a, that, that, that's a really difficult way to build your roster. Well, but it just it it handcuffs them. They got to pay Mahomes, and I was speculating earlier like you're going to give him what seven years, two hundred and if I had to guess, I think he signs. A, if I had to guess, I think he signs a five or a six. So we're looking okay. at it, like a lot of those guys are signing. A lot of those guys are signing four year extensions, which yeah. kind of end up being the same thing you're talking about a four year extension. Or they're signing just five years. Like I, I actually think Mahomes is going to sign five years, two hundred. Like I, I think I think it's going to be a big sticking point with him and his agent. He wants to be the first two hundred million dollar player Give ever it to in him. the NFL. Give it to him. And I, I think you. I mean, the I leverage wise, will certainly have a good chance, especially if they go Super Bowl. Sure, he'll yeah. get it. Now you're paying Tyreek. You're mm-hmm. paying like that the offensive line. Well, you can get out from the LDT contract. Yeah, this but, year they, but, they can but, get out of it. It's, it's like yeah, you he's got you, nine. Yeah, you have Fisher and you have Schwartz, which are reasonable contracts, but you're still paying them ten, twelve million dollars. So really quick, how, how you kind of learn about these contracts? So like, click on Laurent Duvernay Tardif's name. Yeah, and then when you go on the right side, it'll say dead cap, and then that'll yeah. kind of tell you when they can but, get out of the contract. I don't think they can get out really until next, no, this year they can't. So can next they get year, out? This year? So, so next year is dead cap four million. Okay, you yeah, get you're out right. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so like this year. It was twelve. This this year, yeah, this year you, you couldn't, couldn't get, get out. out. Like, yeah, you're right. You're not carrying twelve million in dead no. cap space no, before no, 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 next no. year to get rid of a player. So you know you get six back on the books to to hold four. Like yeah, you'll do that. But like I mean. It's like you save five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Is is he good enough to keep him at that? Not you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it's five million dollars. I don't know. So if like that's go back enough. and then go back and then look at Sammy Watkins' deal. Like yeah, Sammy okay, Watkins' yeah, yeah, deal. Yeah. You save like you save like <laughs> is fourteen it, million. Is insane. You save like fourteen kind of contract. And that's why this year. So when they when they restructured Anthony Hitchens' contract, it added another year on the back right. end. Like they can't get out of that Anthony Dude, Hitchens' contract can, anytime two, soon. He needs to. He's got to play through two thousand twenty one. So look at it. Like My his cap God. hit this year was twenty two point yeah. four. Yeah. So they're gonna save fourteen. Yeah. So yeah. So stupid. But so, and that's the crazy thing. It, it was a two year deal. Like they couldn't mm-hmm. get out of it this year. I'm fine with it. They whatever. They said doing like, two year thirty four million dollars. That's insane. Contract. That's so sick. Two years thirty four. Good for him. With with I mean, thirty of it guaranteed. <laughs> what a contract. That is a lot. What a deal. Um, that's such a bad contract. But 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 I think you I think you tag Jones. And you trade him. Oh, God. That and, breaks my heart. And I think that's uh, – I, I don't know. I, I, I actually think they're going to sign him. I think how how well he's played this year. I think they signed Mahomes. I think they signed Chris Jones. And I think they probably don't make a lot of moves in free agency and they just build through the draft. 
Like, they're going to have a first-round pick this year. I don't think they yeah. trade another player for it. I think they probably draft their offensive lineman there. They probably find a mid-round running back. Maybe they get a running back for cheap, like they tried to do with Carlos Hyde, right. how they did with LaShawn McCoy. I think they try to do that. Like, if you sign Mahomes and Jones, I mean, there's money to do it. I mean, we see the Rams are doing it. We saw Atlanta did it when they had guys. Like, yeah. you can do it. You're not going to be active in free agency, but yeah. you can do it. So, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not against – like, I would love Chris Jones to be on the team. But to your point earlier, like, do you want to have two guys on your defensive line that's taking up $45 million a year, which is, what, 20-something percent of your cap? Mm -hmm. And then Mahomes is going to take up 20% of your cap. So right there, with those three guys, you're at almost 50% of your cap. Yeah, their roster is going to be super top-heavy. Yeah, and it's just like – and is Frank Clark and Chris Jones good enough to dominate – the, the offensive line to the point where like you don't need to go get a top 10 corner or a top 15 corner yeah and and i don't know like it, it i think that's a really tough decision to make if you're if you're beach or reed whoever the hell runs things over there but i i kind of just think you tag him and trade him and you just you i mean you better be getting well, I mean, the deal has a to be lot. right. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I like Naughty. I like Saunders a lot. Yeah. I think you could maybe go and get another interior lineman that's going to be significantly cheaper that you could plug and just have depth. That's like, what I think they're going to do. Yeah. That's what I think they're going to do. Yeah. Looking at this thing, man, Spencer Ware got $200,000 for four games. I mean, what a, what a life. What a life. What a life. What a li- I was looking at that earlier what the other day. I was like, damn, like, that dude rolled in in December and made 200 grand. 200 grand. 200 grand fully guaranteed, so they can cut off if they want to. You owe me my $200,000, and then any playoff shares that they get. So, I mean, so they're going to make the playoffs, so he's going to get 275 by the end of this. Like, yeah. what, a, what a life. It's like, every, it's like every boss that I have where we go do like a weekend show. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, we're making like 200 quarter today. I'm like, <laughs> we just rolled in for like 26 hours and you're all just getting paid crazy an ass load of money do you think we uh do you think we bring back agba on a similar contract i do i, do. I hope so i, I he yeah, was playing really so well. well man i do um, i think he'll come back on one of those what what contract did alan bailey sign for i think he'll sign that kind of deal i know he signed with I forgot, like carolina or somebody i can't uh, remember the top did he, go to New- he didn't go to new orleans no. yeah was i don't know i remember where he yeah. signed with but if you, if you look at the deal that alan bailey signed i think it was to seahawks oh he went to them okay yeah uh, I, think I don't think he's for, playing at all because they, they, they have they have they have. I haven't heard his name. I think yeah, he'll sign once. for whatever whatever similar that Bailey signed for. I he, think that'll be kind of the comparison. I do want to I do want to check this dead cap here on uh, Mr. Hitchens. Oh, dude, you can't get out until I think twenty twenty one. Oh my god! Yeah, it's that's not good. Yeah. So yeah, wait. And and even then, you 12. save you save two million dollars. Like really, it's not until twenty twenty two. Um, yeah, I I I still think that he's playing out of position a little bit. I just like I don't see him as a middle linebacker. He's not. He the only one that's really making plays is Damian Wilson and uh, sometimes Reggie Ragland's out there. The linebacker cores. It's so bad. Very subpar. It still it confuses me still that Darren Lee just isn't on Look the field. Anthony Hitchens until... con- Click on Anthony Hitchens' contract. <laughs> I just want to see. I just want to see when they can get out of it. 2022. 2022. Oh, they pushed it all the way there. I thought they pushed yeah. it back one year. I didn't think they pushed no, it back. I mean, I mean, you can. You, Goodness you, gracious. Yeah. You save, <laughs> yeah, you save $2 million in 2021. But Goodness is it, gracious. Yeah, is it's it not great. Um, um, I thought maybe. Try on the t- <laughs> are you, and we can't. There's no way, con- his, his agent's the best. Yeah. He has a better agent than Mahomes. He, and he won't. He won't. Um, 
He is uncuttable. You won't be able to trade him. Nobody will he take that. He's taking that contract. So, Golly, that's, a, that's what a, a what a life. That's You're a, right. That's a big time bummer because I, I next year they save like 120 dollars. They save. Yeah, they, like, that's a. I don't like. They that save at all. a decent meal. Yeah, Golly. I, I do not like that. They don't save any money. But no. I, I also think Passanio's been. He's been good. Pretty solid this what year. Do you, where do you think Breland Speaks fits next year? Nowhere. Okay. Not on the team. I was curious. No, I, I, don't I think he'll, he'll be on the team. I think he'll just be. Oh, just backups, backup. Well, I mean, it's, it's, he seems so like disapp- an inactive all-star next yeah, year. Yeah, it's, it's so disappointing because he's, what, suspended for four games. Yeah, second-round pick, so, man. Just, yeah. just threw that second-round pick away. Just gave it away. Can't stand that. That's a – yeah. Uh, I think he got picked like two picks before Juju Smith-Schuster, too. Yes, he did. He did? Yeah, I knew, yeah. I knew it was around there. We're gonna. Well, have, I was like talking about that last year. I was just like, let me look at it. Did Mo, Mo Claiborne really got $3 million? Yeah. Yeah. He signed a real. I mean, I think it's like all guaranteed, but yeah, yeah, he signed. He signed like one year. But he got more than Breland, and he's making more than Kendall Fuller. Hey, what is? This is Fuller's my, the only rookie contract, though. Oh, okay. And, okay. and he was a mid-round pick. This is okay, my gotcha. favorite slash least favorite player over the last twenty years. Click on Sorensen. <laughs> I just even though it's oh he's big Daniel four. Daniel oh, Sorensen. It's, it's only four point seven million next year, but he's gonna be on the team. Yeah, and like, I I'm just curious. Look at here. Oh, look at that, man. You save three three point seven million next year. Cut him. Maybe. Yeah. I, well see ya. I, I couldn't believe it. I didn't think it was gonna <laughs> <See> be <ya. laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm dying. Uh, yeah. And Andy loves Daniel Sorensen. I don't know him. what it is. I, I mean, maybe it's that BYU connection. I he loves Daniel Sorensen. I can, I, Daniel Sorensen, he he might go in the Chiefs Ring of Honor, man. He he makes me. he as much as I dislike him, he will make one big play each game. And he you're like, all right. So much. I'm with you. Yeah. He's uh, fine, whatever. Just keep him. This was put out as a stat on a bunch of news things, but He's actually short of it. So next week, Kelsey will be the first tight end in NFL history for four with years. four consecutive thousand-yard seasons, and that is that's insane to me because you would think Tony got it at some point, or Antonio Gates maybe, or Gronk. Gronk. Gronk yeah, injured. yeah. But that's wild to me. I can't believe that he's the first tight end to get four yeah, consecutive Gates, thousand Gates, yards. I would have guessed Gates. Yeah, like just because when his he was career, in his prime. Yeah, yeah. His, career, his career with Rivers was just. I'm so actually good. a little surprised that Jimmy Graham didn't do it. Because remember, Jimmy Graham yeah. had he had a really strong four-year stretch. Like, he had those couple years with the Saints, mm-hmm. and then he went to the uh, yeah, Seahawks. Seahawks. And I'd have thought, all right, that one, the first year he got the thousand. I would, yeah. I would have guessed, like an obscure, like a trivia question with like a, the, the obvious answer is the wrong answer. Right. I thought, I would have guessed Jimmy Graham. Um, yeah, like, it, but I think when he went to Seattle, like, he immediately got hurt, didn't he? Yeah, no, he yeah, did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and then he was only with, with the Saints for three years, mm-hmm. which was what a trade by them. They just done a, they, they've done a such a great job trade. of just developing offensive weapons. There are Marquise oh, Colston God. and Jimmy Graham and... Like, Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Just, who's going to catch, what, 160 job. balls this year or something? He's on like pace that. to break Marvin Harrison record. Yeah, yeah just, I saw just sick. That. So sick. And what's that? They got that uh, speedy slot guy who just came back because he's he was hurt. Smith is that his name? Uh, I can't remember what his name is now. He wears number ten, but he's he's a a really good yeah. slot receiver who just finally mm-hmm. came back from injury. They so. traded Cooks. Yep, Brandon Mike Cooks. Like, and he hasn't Cooks. he hasn't gone on to do mm-hmm. really anything. Mm-mm. He had one good year. 
Yeah. But with the he, had a, he had a couple good years. He yeah. had the year with the the Patriots. He had yeah, that he year. had that good year. Which yeah. is And then the Rams. So yeah, remember because right? remember he played Saints, Patriots, yes. Rams, and yep. then he had the three years where he was good, and yeah. then this year he's and been this, disappointing. Yeah. But that whole team's been disappointing. Patriots so. probably should have kept Brandon Cooks. Yes. Yeah. They should have kept I was talking to him about it earlier. They should have when they signed Austin Safarian Jenkins at tight end, mm-hmm. they should have kept him, but they cut him, and now they have like no one at tight end. What's he doing now? I don't think he's doing much of anything, yeah. but it's like, like at least that guy's snitching like Orlando <laughs> Scandrick. Orlando Scandrick been on there telling anybody's story that'll listen. At least that the guy best. had some sort of talent and had some sort of like. I want to know he, what happened with Josh decent. Gordon. I I want them I to too. explain to me because given their problems offensively, you just released them. Like they never explained yeah. why they released them. Well, no. when they released him, I was like, oh, okay, so he's about to get suspended. Mm-hmm. I, I did so too. Yeah, and, and, then so the, too. and then he went all the way down to. 27. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. In 27 in the waiver wire. And like, I didn't understand what? why every team didn't at least put in a claim. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's a he's a free agent at the end of the deal. Yeah. And you and then if he signs in free agency, you get a compensatory pick. Like, it didn't make any sense why every team in the NFL didn't, didn't put in a waiver claim. And he's, and he's solid in Seattle. That reminds me of, remember a couple years ago when James Harrison was a yeah. free agent? And the Patriots were the only team to claim it. I'm like, so why do you not? It's, it, it was <laughs> it's like, so it was like $48,000 to yeah. claim James Harrison. I remember being, I was so mad the Chiefs didn't claim him. Oh, like, I, I wanted him there just to... Yell at dudes. Yeah, it was like, just it, yell at dudes. It, it was it was no money left to claim James Harrison. Then I'm like, every playoff team should claim him. Like, there's no but reason not to claim him. Had he come to Kansas City and walked into that room with Bob Sutton, probably would have strangled him. He would have strangled. Well, yeah. he, he would probably yeah. needed, he probably needed to be strangled. He probably needed. He's to like be. He, he's like y'all do what? <laughs> That's not how we do no, in Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, you're not in Pittsburgh. That's Mm-mm. probably that's probably what Bob would have said. And that would have been that D Ford probably would never have been the player oh, that he was if we if we brought him in because he wouldn't have got the playing time. It'd have been Harrison getting most of it. By the way, the the D Ford trade um, looks better and better. Yeah, Every well, he, week. he's hurt, isn't he? He's hurt. Both of them are hurt. I mean, the only team that made out in that trade was Seattle. Well, Seattle yeah. made the right. But decision. even then, like what's like like Clowney has been. Okay, but the money they got but the for money, the, true. The, the money is what changes. I mean, a third but, round, a third round pick, and and Houston's paying for half but, of the but, deal. But if Clowney walks this year, I mean, still, I mean, still a third round pick. I mean, that's not true. That's and, not and, bad. And they got the first round, but I don't know. Like it, I think in, from the Chiefs, 49ers perspective. Yeah and, I mean, yeah, and Seattle had to guarantee they won't tag them too. Right. I mean, I guess you technically could, but you they. Could. He said, "I'm only signing this tenure if you tell me you're not going to tag me." I yeah. would say that and then tag him. <laughs> that'd be yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> that's the, that'd be, personally. I, mean, I would file some with the NFL Players Association. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to go out and like get any free agents at that point. Yeah, no, that'd that'd be be very, very bad look. Yeah. I think the I think the franchise tag is about to be gone anyway. I, think so I don't. Too. I don't think the play. I think I think it the players has, are going to needs to be. I think the players are going to have to give something up because like someone made this point. The difference in the NBA compared to the NFL is. Everybody in the NBA eventually hits free agency. Like, that's kind of why players move so much is in the right. NFL, they just have so much control over you where, like, Patrick Mahomes will never hit true free agency. Where in the NBA, since there's no franchise tag, when my contract's up, I get the opportunity to listen. Right. And since there's no – it's not a hard salary cap, but every team offers the exact same amount of money. Like, there's no difference. So if you want to go play in L.A. or New York, 
or Milwaukee, they all can offer you the exact same mm-hmm. amount of money. So it makes you then pick, all right, team, situation, where do I want to live, and those kind of things. And that's why the NBA free agency, like, it just changes so much. In the NFL, again, like, some players just never reach it. And I think if, if you eliminate the franchise tag, it'll just make free agency so much better, yeah. or it will force teams to, or it will just force teams to pay you early. Yeah, I think they need to get rid of that. And I think they need to shorten the rookie contracts. That's a that's like the second thing. I don't know how that's going to happen. I just think that what is like Mahomes is on a five year. Mm-hmm. I think that like the, the careers are so short that you have guys that are only playing four or five years and they're making these they're making five million bucks. I don't have any problem with the length of it. I just think you should be able to negotiate your contract early. That was something something needs to change. Like maybe like you keep the length, but something of it maybe should change because you see guys like Tyree Kill. It was a fifth round pick, mm-hmm. and those first three years might be yeah. the best years of his mm-hmm. career. Probably will be, and he only made what like three mil- three million dollars. That's why it's kind of like weird that. because so if you're undrafted, you could renegotiate after two years. Like right. Philip Lindsay can renegotiate his contract at the end of this year, but Tyreek has to wait that extra year because he got drafted. Yeah. So it's just or it's, if you're in the first round, you have mm-hmm. to wait. What is it four? It's it, it, it it's three, but then the team gets the you after the wait third. Three. They get yes, that. They that's get that fifth year option. Yeah, you got the fifth year also. So technically, it could be two. Yeah. So that's kind of what's going to happen yeah. with Mitch. I mean, people think could happen with Mitch Trubisky is now at the end of his third season. At the end of the third season, you can offer a team option. It's not even a mutual. It's the, right, team, it's option, the team option, yeah. guaranteed fifth year. So that's what the Chiefs did with D four. They got him on that fifth year, and for and, like what eight million dollars mm-hmm. or something like that. I think it wasn't a lot of money. It is fully guaranteed though, which I mean. I'm not passing on the fully guaranteed money, you know what I mean? <laughs> no way. Um, the officiating has been god-awful this year. To It's it's not as bad as uh, replacement refs, but it's pretty bad. Uh, so much that the NFL even came out and talked about it and said they're looking into it, trying to figure out how to make it better. Is it just the pass interference rule, or is it... All of it. It's everything. I, I think everything like. in the NFL is broken, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think that... Defensive holding is broken. I think the pass interference is broken. I think roughing the passer, like, you know, the three of us all watch football. We can see a hit on a quarterback, like the the hit Mahomes took by Chase Winovich. Yeah, yeah, it's a it was a it was a penalty. But I'm saying yeah. I don't think it's a penalty. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, you didn't think I, it was a penalty. I, like, well, by by NFL standards, though. Yeah, but, no, but yeah. by NFL standards, with the driving him to the ground. But I always argue. So tackling, like driving oh, him to the ground. Oh, you're talking about that one or the out of bounds? No, no. The, the second one certainly should have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, okay, got The it. first okay. one, so the Mahomes first one, is in the pocket. Yeah. Chase Winovich goes and hits him, and he does put his body weight on him. Shouldn't I'm like, be, I don't think that's a penalty I don't think that's a penalty either. And people uh-huh. are always like, well, he put his body weight on him. You can hit every other player on the field it's that football. way. Yeah, yeah like yeah. people put their body weight on Darwin Thompson. I don't hear anyone complaining like, "Oh, don't hit him like that." Like the muscle hamster. Like I, I think what's I think what's really hurt the NFL is. We have created one position that has to be legislated so differently yeah. than the other ones. Like, yeah. say what you want about the NBA. I know they call fouls for differently, but like, they don't allow LeBron to just go up and smack the shit out of people. No. And like, they, they don't allow you to do that. But in the NFL, it's just you can't tackle Mahomes the same way you can tackle the other 10 right. offensive players, which just creates these weird boundaries. And then sometimes, I think it was, it was Sunday, it was Saints and Niners. And I think it was their fullback where he caught the ball and he was like falling to the ground. And then the guy on the Saints tackled him. There's there's no way that you can tackle that player without hitting his head. Yeah. Like he's falling to the ground. How do you, other than let him hit the ground and then touch him, like he, yeah. the defensive player has to be able to make a legal tackle. They called rough in the passer. The Niners scored a touchdown. And they're like, you shouldn't be able to right. do that. Like the rules to me, because 
I think they emphasize player safety so much, and it's impossible to make a game like football where the objective of the game is to collide into other human beings. Right. It's impossible to make that game fully safe. So I think yeah. it creates a lot of those pass interferences and roughing the passer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the the body weight thing is is really the most frustrating thing for dude, me. Well, there's like, some times where you're like, yeah, that's that was rough. But usually but, the dude's 300-some pounds <laughs> and lands on, the, on a quarterback that weighs, what, like 200? And he lands on him, and you could just tell that he just, like, broke something. Yeah, yeah go, true. But, but also, it's, it's like their job is to get to the quarterback. Right, exactly. And if it's a late hit, it's a late hit. Yeah. But if he's hitting him while he has the ball, like Clay Matthews last year, with with those oh, that was a which were absolutely call. insane. Yeah. It's just like what, like like what do you want? What do you want the defender to do? And that's part of like why I think football defensive football is so bad, is that there's it, is is that it, it swung so far over to the offensive side. Hundred percent. Obviously, I think everyone can see that. Um, but but I think it does have like it does play into like every defender's mindset a little bit. No, hundred like, percent. And and it's just, it's it's especially with pass rushers like. Yeah. If you can't hit the quarterback, I mean, I, I I remember growing up in the '90s. Part of like Derek and Neil Smith's game was like, we're gonna hit you after you throw the football, and like <laughs> we're gonna come up from behind you and like put an elbow into you, so that like next time you drop back to pass, you're gonna like we didn't you're sack thinking about we it. We didn't yeah. sack you, you know. But and I just think that that's lost, and just it's I, I don't know how to fix it other than I I, I think they've created such a, a giant wormhole. That yeah. I don't know how they get out of it. Yeah, the, the pendulum is just, as you alluded to, it just it swung so much in favor of the offense that there just isn't really much balance. That yeah. I feel like we say once, twice a game, like, what is the defensive player supposed to do in this scenario? That just, like, yeah. it sucks sometimes, but, like, I always say this because sometimes on Twitter we go back and forth, and I'm like, tell me how you can lower your shoulder without lowering your head. Yeah. Like, we tell them to <laughs> don't use the top of your helmet, to use your shoulder, yeah. Well, how do you do that? But then like, when, how do you physically, how do you lower your shoulder yeah. to tackle someone while you're running and moving, but not lower your head in any way? And I'm right. like, well, you can't do both. Like it just, it, it creates these, it just creates these very unfair scenarios. Yeah. For the and, and, and if, and if the shoulder pad hits the helmet, it's a flag. Yeah. And it's just like, well, but, but yeah. then also <laughs> the, the frustrating thing to me is like, we should be able, like, we can see this at home. We know, like, on replay, like, that's not a personal foul. Like, the Chris Jones and Tom Brady hit last year. Like, yeah. how is that not reviewable? Like, how is – like, there's there's somebody in New York that's going to call and say, hey, this kind of bang-bang pass interference penalty against the, the Jets and Dolphins mm-hmm. game last week. Hey, I'm going to call down and say, hey, uh, this needs – I'm reviewing this. This is pass interference. It's going to be a first down. But in a playoff game, Chris Jones hits – the shoulder pad of Tom Brady. Mm, that's called and, hands to the head. And that's hands to the head, and you can't review that. Like, I, I, I just think that these officials are not in the right, the right place. There's not enough officials. They're too old. They can't run with these guys. A lot of it's just transparency it's just, in the whole plot. Like, and the they don't know what's going on half the, the time. The fact that we can't hear the replays, and we saw that the AAF tried to do it where, all right, you see this, and then you yeah. can explain it, that I think – I, I just I, I really hate the way the officiating is in the NFL. I think it's broken. It is taken some of my love away from watching the games because like it's just it's hard to trust the product a lot of times. Yeah. Like the game, the Patriots and the Cowboys, there'd only been seven tripping calls the entire season in the NFL. They called two in that game. Like yeah. what? And then we, you remember, they're, they're remember not Aikman, even like true tripping. And then, then remember Aikman and Mike Pereira were arguing about it, and yeah. Aikman's like, "Well, he's trying to block." Like 
you got to lift your you, foot up at some right. point. And like, I, I think what what frustrates me the most is we all grew up watching the same sport. That we all have a good understanding of what a dirty hit is. Like, I yeah. know when a guy's like purposely trying to hurt somebody, and then I see when guys are just trying to make football plays. Yeah. That yeah. now I think we blurred the line that they tell us a hit is dirty when for twenty five years they told us this was acceptable. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it, it's so frustrating to watch the. And and it has taken some of the love for me because I've been such a diehard diehard football fan for years. Um, I will watch any football game, college, pro, but college to a little bit. Like I'm more into watching some of the college stuff now because it's not as I hate I hate the targeting in college, yeah. but it, it, I it, hate it's not, that 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 is the bad. that is that that is the worst rule they have. But the the NFL stuff, man, is like. Like that Saints Rams game, like that. Like <laughs> you go to go back to that. Like I was so, and I had no dog in the fight. Yeah, but I was just NFL like, fan. I was just like, dude, I don't want to like watch this entire this great game, and then I'm just deflated at the end because I'm it, because of that call. Yeah, and I mean then, the the purpose of the officials is to, it's a it's a legislate a clean and fair yeah. game. And a lot of times, I don't feel like they're legislating right. a clean and fair no. game. Like and in the Chiefs and Patriots, you can't blow the whistle oh on that God. fumble. Like, you 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 you, you gotta let that play. You gotta let that play continue. And, and like that shouldn't be like a thing where you're like, you know what? I just forgot about that. What do you mean? <laughs> like, there's been so many. You gotta let it. You gotta let it play itself out. And then you can always go back and review it. And then yes. if you're wrong, all right, cool. But like, then you gotta allow the Patriots to advance it as far as they can advance it. The play's that's over. That's the frustrating let, thing. Let the play conclude itself. It's like, yo, we know that. Like, <laughs> we know that. As soon as that ball hit the ground. I honestly, like, immediately I'm just like, I don't know if that's a fumble. This is going to get picked up, and this play is going to get, like, mm-hmm. it, they're going to run into the end zone. Whatever, they're going to review it. That's what's going to happen. And they're blowing the whistle, and I don't feel bad for the Patriots. But, like, <laughs> Not at all. But, like, Not at all. ever since the Derek Johnson hit on Mariota, mm-hmm. that's when it really started for me, like, when, when Mariota fumbled that football. In the playoff that's the game. worst call I've ever it's, seen. It is the worst call. I because I live in Kansas City. That's the worst call it's I've ever seen. It's the worst call of all time. Because if that's forward progress then there's never been a quarterback sack in the history of the NFL ever never. I mean, there's, dude, there's never been one dude didn't even like move forward he just dropped <laughs> back like he that, that just was a dropped normal back. pass play that happens yeah. every time in the NFL so that was like that really started the the whole trend of me just like mm-hmm. this this is I'm losing a little bit of my my love for this because of the officiating and they just got to fix it because I'm getting I'm getting worked up right now <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm upset now <laughs> right because of that shit you guys got any idea what's going on with Odell I think he's lost. I really think that. I think he's lost. I think that Odell, I think that he got so popular so fast. Where I think he was one of the five most popular players in the NFL. And I think you can already see that he's already kind of emotional and wound yeah. up and pretty high strung. And I think when you're the star, everybody tells you how great you are. Yep. The organization tells you how great you are. The owner says they want to pay you. They want to do all this. And then you're not having the numbers. You're not maybe as famous and popular as you were. And then you get traded to a place that's the very opposite of where you've lived. Like, yeah. of all the cities in the NFL <laughs> that are anti-New York, Cleveland. Cleveland's certainly one of those. <laughs> yeah. Like, It's like Cleveland, Detroit, Buffalo, Jacksonville, like yeah. very anti-New York kind of places. Tampa Bay. That I think I think his ego's hurt. Yeah. And I think, yeah. that, I think that he at least emotionally got it. Because think about it. He was talking about the Giants into like August. He was doing yeah. still GQ ads like, man, they did me wrong. They did me wrong. Like, I think he got his feelings hurt by New York. But I think with Jarvis and the chances of winning, he got really excited, and they're not winning, and he's just not happy. Like I don't think he's gonna be. He's not getting year. the ball. He's not I getting think the ba- ball. Baker's broken too. He's got yeah. one touchdown. Oh, Baker's broken. Freddie Kitchens is 
Yeah, he wasn't terrible. the right dude a year ago. He's yeah. not the right dude now. Yeah, no, yeah. Baker's like broken. it's he's and I don't know who's going to come in there. Maybe Mike McCarthy. I don't. know. I would hire Ron Rivera if I was him. That's that, Ooh, that's, that's probably that's a great, pretty good. I think that they would need be a good an adult. Hire. Like they don't have an adult yeah. on their they team. They don't have an adult. You got a dude wearing Pittsburgh started it. Yeah, like Baker's not an adult. What is not an adult? Odell's not an adult. Garrett's obviously not an adult. Yeah, yeah, like they like they just need a grown up to say no. This is unacceptable. That's not how we operate, and that's clearly not going to come from the leadership. So, could you, could you imagine Mike Tomlin on that team, like coaching <laughs> that team? That team would win. They Every would game. win. The, they would win the North for <laughs> yeah. like seven years. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into these. Uh, Five questions. All right, uh, rapid fire. Questions. I gotta go to work, so I'm excited. Yeah, I know. To wrap, I, yeah, I, know. I, I was like, I was like, he's got to get going <laughs> to work. So, um, Carrington, who do you like in the NBA this year? The Lakers. Lakers. Lakers for me too. Yeah. I just uh, think they have the two best players in the league. Yep. Yeah, and they're they're playing great. And I'm surprised about how the rest of that team's playing. The rest of the team's. I will. I will say an asterisk. I don't think we've seen the real Clippers yet. Uh, no, we have not. I don't think we've seen the real Clippers. That I I think. Kawhi and Paul George. I don't know if we're going to be able to evaluate them until April. Yeah, they're they're going to be they're going to be great too. Most underrated player in the NFL this season. Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, Chris Godwin from Tampa Bay. That is a good pick. Mine's a Tampa Bay player as well. Jameis. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jameis underrated. Yeah, yeah. Mine would be Chris Godwin. Man. Chris Godwin's um, been a top five receiver in the league, and no one. No, he has. Though. That's that's a really really good answer. Um. I'm I'm gonna piggyback off that. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, the best yeah, answer. Yeah. Like that's that's the number. Like like everyone I'm thinking about, I'm like, no, that's not the people that come to mind. I'm like, yeah. no, like he was gonna have a pretty good year. Uh, minus Shaquille Barrett from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, he's been playing. He's been playing insane. Really like in the contract they have him on, that's no, like it's, not. it's crazy. Yeah, that was really good. Um, what have you been listening to lately? I still listen to a lot of Nipsey from last time I was in here. Yeah. Um, so Apple Music sent their like kind of what Spotify does. Yeah, Nipsey was second on there for me. Um, the baby. I've listened to a lot of him lately. That's probably been the biggest two, Nipsey and the baby. About you? Justin? I went through a Ross phase for like six oh, weeks. <laughs> I listened to a lot of Rick Ross for like six weeks. I've listened to a lot of R and B lately too. I don't know why. Um, I like Tory Lane's new mixtape. That's probably been it for the most part. Bill Withers. Oh, lovely okay. day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Bill. Um, a lot of jazz stuff too. Just like, uh, like that's been. Yeah, just a bunch of weird. Na- I'm just gonna name off people that no one. Go ahead, I don't yeah. know. Jeff Jeff Hamilton. Okay, um, is like an incredible drummer. So I just yeah, I started taking uh, jazz lessons. Oh, you did. So I don't like, think we I've could been... be on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, just... I, like, I, I said the baby, and you said Jeff Hamilton. <laughs> um, have you watched anything lately, TV show or movie that you would recommend? Oh, good question. I'm waiting to watch Watchmen. It ends this Sunday. Same. So I'm planning on watching that. Um, I just watched, I watch a movie probably like once every two days. I watched House Party yesterday. I hadn't seen that in a while. Does that hold up? Yeah, it's still really good. Um, Other than the whole jailhouse scene that basically are like, (laughs) these guys want to sexually assault me, but I'm just in holding. So like, why would they want to do that? Doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only part that doesn't really hold up. Um, I I watched 16 Blocks. So it's Still with good. Bruce Willis and Most Def. I watched yeah, that for the movie. first time. Most Def is so good in that. Yeah, I watched that. Um, I saw Knives Out a couple weeks ago in the theaters. I've heard that was really good. It was okay. No? Okay, it was okay. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't. I I didn't love it either. Um, I've been watching a lot of Spider Man on Disney Plus, the '90s cartoon Spider Man. Yep. It's 
forgot how good it was. Now it's the same show every single time. Yeah, it basically <laughs> is life about Peter Parker. Villain pops up. Spider Man gets his ass whooped for the first twelve minutes. He comes up with some plan as Spider Man to defeat him. Jameson hates Spider Man for some reason though. He saves him every single episode. Repeat <laughs> next episode. I'm like, I, why do I keep watching? It's the same. Which is just we just take a different right. villain and cast Spider Man up against them every single time. Uh, that's probably been the biggest stuff I've been watching lately. I just saw the Tarantino. Movie. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. oh, which was awesome. Did you yeah. like it? I did. I thought it was super slow until yeah. like the last thirty minutes. Yeah. I liked it. Well, I think the ending, the ending saves it. The ending, the ending so saves quickly. It. <laughs> yeah, and and I see what you're saying about that because it's yeah. like what two and a half hours. Or yeah, yeah. So like slow. it's like I'm like kind of into it, but about with 45 minutes left, I was like, I okay, because I didn't know shit about mm-hmm. the movie going into it. Yeah. So about 45 minutes left, I was like. Yes, I know exactly what's gonna like. This crazy shit's gonna happen at the end. They're gonna like she's not gonna die. So I kind of was like yeah. excited for that last forty five minutes, like mm-hmm. to get to all that. And yeah. then when it all happened, it was like pretty. Have good. you guys seen The Irishman yet? I have not seen it yet. I just it's haven't had long. the time yeah, to it's really long. sit Can't, down and dude. dedicate that long to it. Three hours. Well, it's people like, have been telling me they've took, been breaking it up, uh, just like watching like a TV show. Yeah. And I'm like, that's probably the way to do it. Took three years to make and two years to launch. Yes, I think. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll watch it. I just I don't know when I'm gonna watch it. I planned on watching it on Thanksgiving, but I was filling in so much on CBS. Like I just haven't had the time. It's like, all right, I got four hours of time, or you know, I got so I'm just yeah. I just haven't sat down and watched TV. I TV nothing. Nothing. I have it. No, it's like I either watch sports or I watch a movie. I normally let shows in, so I'm normally like really behind. So like Euphoria, I watched that earlier this year. I watched it in three days. You know, like all right. I'll let the 10 episodes get through yeah. and then I can watch it at my own speed. So I can watch two today. I can watch two yeah. tomorrow. That yeah, I can, you know, if, if I watch anything, I do it that way. Yeah, so yeah. I, I normally let... I think Netflix spoiled me, you know, because yep. I, I love House of, I loved House of Cards before I found out Kevin Spacey was a sicko. Yeah. So, like, you know, I House of Cards weekend was big. Man, yeah. I got this whole weekend. I can watch these 10 episodes. So yeah. I kind of got in that habit. So um, there's a show called Godfather of Harlem where um, I've heard that's really where good. Forrest Whitaker yeah. plays Bumpy Johnson. Yeah. So I think that just ended. So I'll watch, I'll watch that in Watchman, and I'll watch that probably over the next two months. I'll watch it before the playoffs start. Very nice. Uh, have you eaten at any good restaurants lately? I went to Jasper's two uh, days ago. On 103rd? Yeah. yeah that's good. So I'm, I'm kind of at this point, like, if I can't get a gift card, like, I might not be going. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, I'll figure out a way to get a gift card. So, yeah, I got a gift card. And I went, and they were super nice, and I had this, like, fettuccine, and you could tell the cream was homemade, and the chicken was well-seasoned, and they came and they put the Parmesan on my, oh my goodness, it was a fantastic meal. Nice. Um, So I ate there, I ate in Nimchamas a couple weeks ago, Um, I ate in Nimchamas after the Raiders game. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Really good meal. It's basically Fogo de Chao. If you haven't eaten it, it's kind of, you know, it's a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah. Uh, those have probably been the two places that I ate. And I went to go get tacos at, um, there's this place on Southwest Boulevard. It's called Rico's Tacos Lupe. It's mm-hmm. across the street from Royal Liquor. Yeah. Dude, the best. So good. Amazing. <laughs> so if you're listening good. to this and you've never been before, let me be the first to tell Dude, you. Rico's go down there, Lupe. dollar tacos on Tuesday. The service is great. It's fast. It's cheap. I'm telling you. You can eat. You can have an amazing it's meal so for we got, $7. Our studio is just like right down the street from that. So like we just, we five minute walk nice so yeah walk down there. it's so good um what did i eat um that thai place on baltimore i don't know the name of it it's like 18th in baltimore oh yeah i know what um, you're talking about the uh oh god no idea i'm terrible with names but uh 
Best best Thai food in the city. Thai restaurant yeah. on Baltimore Avenue is what I Googled. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, I'm curious yeah. what it says. Bury Me. There it is. Bury Me Thai is. Bistro. Yeah, it it's awesome. Good. Bury Me. So good. It is good. So good. Bury, um, bury Me. Right? B-A-R-A-M-E-E. I'm going to throw one thing out. and Maybe you've been because it's right around the corner. Crazy Crab. You Which would, one? You Wait, the think, one that's in the no, not King's no, Crab. It's I like King's Crab. It's the, the, whole one diner. Chubby, the one where Chubby, the one where Chubby's yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have never guessed. I went in there, and I was just like, oh, let me try it. I had that Cajun shrimp. I'm here to tell you that food is amazing. It's expensive. Yeah, you would expect in Kansas City. I mean, just it's Kansas City shrimp, so I mean they're gonna charge you that premium right. for good shrimp. But no, it's expensive. I just I went to New Orleans for the first time. I went the week before the Chargers Monday night game because I'm like, well, the Friday show isn't as important as it normally is because they play on Monday. So I was like, all right, I can take these three days off. So I went to New Orleans. I was there from Wednesday to Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you that Dude. was the best for four days. I ate better than I ever yeah. eaten in my life. The food, yeah. the food there is just insane. Like, it's next level. I told Especially myself that I wasn't eating anything like... that didn't come out of the water. So if it didn't yeah. come out, I wasn't eating no chicken. <laughs> if it didn't come out of the water... I was not yeah. eating it. Or it had to be, it had to come out of the water, it had to be in my omelet or whatever yeah. it was. So I was eating crab omelets. Oh, I was just eating. I, I ate. And I'm not like a big eater, but when I go yeah. on vacation, I'm trying to eat You're, the local cuisine. Yes, I'm trying to too. see what it is. Like, I eat the most when I'm on vacation. So, Same. no, it was it was an amazing, it was a great time. I did uh, order Crab Kings, which reminds me a lot of the place down the street, Wing Cafe. Like, I love Wing Cafe. Mom and, mom and Pop kind of kind of deal. Yeah, um, and it was like $35 for two boxes you got half a crab and six shrimp and potatoes and corn mm-hmm. and all that amazing two boxes of that amazing. 35 bucks it was great and then i also went out to i had to wake up early on a saturday which i was not stoked about but drove out to crane brewing and had heart barbecue he does like a pop-up out there oh wow uh, and it was great it was really good oh i will throw this out there um so i've eaten brunch at rye Probably mm-hmm. like three of the last four Saturdays. Yeah. They do some stuff with the station, so, you know, I got a gift card. I had yeah, to finesse yeah. it. I had to finesse the <laughs> gift card. Uh, $15 bottomless mimosas. They do an Very omelet nice. of the day. Oh, my God. I uh, had this one omelet. It was like arugula, feta cheese, and bacon. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. That, that was great. one of the best omelets I've ever had in my life. I've been going to that one on the plaza because they opened it. That's the one I went to. Because I think there's, like, I haven't been going to Rye uh, until recently. But, uh yeah, they open at like 9.30 now, like mm-hmm. during the week. So I just like been going up there by myself, taking my computer. It's really nice. It's no, so it's, good. It's quiet. It's, it's awesome. It's cool. I like I've it. I've heard yeah. good things about it. That's like my favorite new restaurant. Yeah, I slept, I slept on that for a long time. Yeah, I went yeah. I, I went one time. Somebody asked me to go out and I went. I was like, this is really good. And then they started doing stuff at the station. So I just asked for a gift card and they handed me one. And, Hundred dollars a ride. You can have a great. You can have a great meal. Yeah. Yeah. Can, <laughs> is that how it's going over there? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I get gift cards all the time. So I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm at the point. I'm spoiled. If I yeah. can't, I, I really, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I think I'm still pretty like low key. But some stuff, I become a snob. Like yeah. football games. If I can't sit indoors, I don't want to go. No, nope. I'm not interested in sitting outside or mm-hmm. the nosebleeds. Like when nope. I was a kid, I just want to go to the game. I that's care. all I wanted to do. I'm at the point now. It's like, uh, what's the temperature gonna be like? I gotta. I, I gotta no. be in a controlled environment though. Yeah. There's, like, there's certain things that come out of my mouth, and I'm like, can't say <laughs> yeah, that in public. I, maybe, maybe it's. I don't even know if it's like, like the job. How? I don't know if it's just old age. But like going to a concert, if I don't have a seat, I don't want to go. Like I'm not interested in anybody's GA concert at this point in my life. If I gotta no. stand up for three hours to see you perform, 
I'm cool. Like, because I went to go see Travis Scott. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw, like, the floor is all GA. It's like a mosh pit. Like, yeah, it's kind of like that. And then, you know, everybody sits. But, like, the floor, if I was 17, 19, I'd love to be down there. Like, yeah. you know, it's – and then just – We just – I wanted no parts of that. We, I was like, get me as far away from those kids as humanly possible. We just did the show for K-Rock last weekend, Saturday, mm-hmm. out in L.A. So it's at, like, the Honda Center in Anaheim, mm-hmm. um, which is not L.A. But uh, – and we were joking because, like, it's GA on the floor. It's, like, mm-hmm. 20,000. There's, like, 20,000-person arena. It's sold out. So GA – is like kind of empty like mm-hmm. where the front of house consoles go there's like no one back there but every single seat is just like filled it's like when the lights would come up you would just see every seat filled but then ga is just like mm-hmm. everyone's like i'm telling you that's how i'm going here. we're just go up so it's, it's it looked weird because when the lights would pop up during a song it would just be like half filled here but then like every single seat it was like I get it. I'm almost 40. Like I got no interest. I'm telling you. I'm trying to stand for four hours. Because, like, the baby came, and I'm like, hold on. I'm not spending $55 to go see a number one, and I'm not spending and not have a seat. Like, if I don't have a seat, I'm not that interested in going. If if it's, like, now a Chiefs game, I don't care what – I don't care what could be happening. Like, I'm not going. If it's cold, like, man, I spend way too much on the TV. I got the streaming set up exactly how I like it. I'm sitting right here. May, there might be two TVs going, one with red zone. Exactly. My guy. Go my guy. It's just like, hey, every Sunday. Open. Like, People already know. I might be illegally streaming some stuff. I don't know. Like, yeah. At this point, <laughs> I, at this point <laughs> I'm legally streaming it. I got uh, I got YouTube TV. So, yeah, I'm going to do that, too. I love it. Strong. Oh, I, love I love it. it. It's great. The no, DVR I'm... the DVR on it is, like, yeah. so good. I'll give you guys some coupons. So, I got these, like, Toppers coupons. There's this pizza place right next to my job. $25, no tax, just hand it to them. Every Sunday, I eat Topper's Pizza. I'm back at the, I, they, I'm, it's at the point now I call and they're like, the usual? You already know. I'm going to be yeah, there at yeah. 1130 to pick Where, it up. Where's that at? It's on Mission, um, it? over by Johnson Drive. So I, yeah, my job okay. is on 7,000 Squib. Where it's, like, it's that Target, I've, and then I've, so it's like I've, right over there. Yeah. It's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a Chick-fil-A. I've done the Buzz. The I've done the Buzz okay, show yeah, it's, it's, it's right so over there. So it's like, yeah, because mm-hmm. there's – oh, so is, it's in that little area next mm-hmm. to Chick-fil-A? Okay. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. I go up there. I, I, I live downtown, so it's 10 minutes away. Yeah. They know I'm there every every Sunday at 1130. I'm getting a large pepperoni, a large sausage. They got this buffalo mac and cheese that comes out to twenty six fifty. I hand them the gift card. It's free. I go home. My friends come over at 12 o'clock. Red zone on the top TV. Chiefs are on the bottom. Damn. If the Chiefs are playing later, the red zone's on the bottom TV. Maybe, you know, whatever the top yeah. game is. Yeah. So Ravens, you know, Ravens Niners on the top TV. This is my routine every single Sunday. I back it. <laughs> every Sunday. That sounds Holy. great. Holy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for, so much for coming on. This was fun. Yeah, oh, I appreciate you guys having you. me. Yeah, appreciate it.